Hello, friends. It's another Tuesday, it's another week. It's the end of February, finally. It feels like this month, despite being so short, continues. Last week, I kept forgetting that there was another week of February still to go, pretty much, because we are, we, it's a leap year. So we have an extra day of February, meaning this week is almost an entire extra week of February. Um, so, yeah. So another week of February, another week, another Tuesday, and this is Grit and Glitter, your weekly podcast focused on the world of women's wrestling, and I am M. Fear, and I am joined today by two of my lovely, lovely Glitterati correspondents, Dawn and Val Pancakes. Hello, friends. Hey, I'm Mita Glitter. Hello, friends. Both How on Zoom and out in the world. Out in the world on Zoom, finally feeling healthy. Val pancakes, we're so glad. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to like cough through everything or sound like <laughs> a frog. Um, poor have, Don yeah. had to carry. <laughs> Remember we did the um, Glitterati Awards. Yeah, that was ugly. Oh my god. <laughs> There's an entire episode or bonus episode that I have done with this pod with friend of the show, Kristen Ashley, that I could not release because I, there was no salvaging my, my voice on that recording. It was just, it was horrendous. I could not keep, I could not do, I could not like get an entire sentence out without having to like clear my throat or pause or cough. Um, and it just like listening to the recording, I was like, this is painful to listen to. I cannot make people hear this. And I felt so bad. Kristen did a great job. She carried us, but like, nope. So that is a lost episode of Great and Glitter. One of the, one of the many episodes that we have lost for one reason or another. Uh, changes of plans and lost episodes or episodes that never were. Uh, this week, we were going to talk about a fairly new promotion, Ashe, and their, I believe, their second show. This is the second show that they've run. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were going to talk about that. We have purchased the stream, and hopefully we will get to talk about that show in the very near future. However, due to some technical difficulties, we weren't able to watch the stream in time for this week's podcast. No big deal. We will get back to Ashe. There's so much great talent involved in that promotion. We do not want to miss you. It sounds like they've been doing some really, really exciting things. I know, Val, you mentioned that you had the stream on last night or on Saturday night. We're FYI, we record these usually on Sunday, so you have the stream on at, on the live show. So um, we've definitely had eyes on that great promotion. We will be talking about it in the near future. So instead, we thought it'd be fun. Um, we haven't done this yet, and we're now about at the end of the second month of the year. It might be fun to talk about um, some wrestlers out there who are killing it and are poised to have a breakout year in 2024. Um, We do this award at the end of the year for the Glitteratis. We always give mention to wrestlers who've had a breakout year. So consider this like an early potential ballot filler. Maybe some of these names you can keep in the back of your mind and then check in, you know, post-WrestleMania weekend in April when a lot of people have big breakout moments. Um, maybe post July when we're halfway through the year, you know, start putting these names down and paying attention to where they pop up, especially as we get closer and closer to that big wrestling beginning in April. So Dawn being Dawn and Val being my like two favorite people to talk indie wrestling with, and you know, frankly, much, much, much more well versed in the world of indie wrestling and indie wrestlers than even I am. I would like to start with them and talk. I would like to get their picks for the breakout stars, someone poised on the verge of having a big breakout 2024. Don, who was, who was your first pick? Um, my first pick is um, Rebecca Day Scott. Um, she has been, she had a um, 
great 2023, raising her name and um, gaining championships and such. And um, she's currently the Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Champion. Um, and she is great in the ring. She's becoming better and better. And um, so she's a cool story, too. Um, she um, she started her training with Dadio Man Adams, who's probably one of the most famous trainers for women's wrestlers. Trained on um, people like Wendy Chu, Megan Bain, Electra Lopez. Hmm. Um, and then also in her daytime um, or during the week, um, she is a flight attendant in Travels the World and also trains in BJJ. And um, she even led a um, women's own BJJ class, which um, BJJ stands for um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And so I thought that was really cool that, um, you know, she was able to lead a women's only class for that. Yeah, that um, is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's, um, yeah, I think she's really cool. She just seems like she's always got something going on. Um, and yeah, she's been um, in incorporating that um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu into her matches with like her striking and stuff like that. And she's just been constantly being getting better. Um, and she can, you know, get really good character work too. She, um, she, you know, went absolutely insane on, um, Billy Starks during one show and even attacked Nick Shin. Can you imagine? <gasps> what? I know. You put your <laughs> hands on hot ref. How dare you? <laughs> so, um, um, so yeah. And, and um, next week. She is main eventing the um Bell to Bell show um against Notorious Mimi. Um, that's going to be an incredible show next Saturday at the Monster Factory. She had her debut on the PWI Women's List this year, um, ranking two forty one. So it it is like a really good, like just general like temperature check as far as somebody's kind of rising profile when you make those lists obviously um she also just like she looks like someone who could be a big women's wrestling star like she's got the right look she can like i could easily see her like in face or heel mode um so she's got malleability when it comes to booking in that way um yeah um, what do you think it is about this year in particular though, that you think that this is, might be her like her breakthrough year? Um, I think just she's been um, you know, getting in different promotions, traveling more. Um, she went over to I think Spain um at some point, like a tournament there. So um, you know, obviously with her job, she's willing to travel, and I think that's that's a huge thing too, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you make a good point. Like one of the ways that we know that a wrestler is kind of building momentum is that we are just simply, we are seeing them in more places. We're seeing them in more promotions. We're seeing their name out there more. And the more that happens, the more promotions they're working with and slowly, but surely the more like titles and big matches that they're getting in these promotions and building like the level of profile with the um, promotions that they work with that that's, you know, closer and closer to having those like big breakthrough um, years. So yeah, um, really, really good first pick. Val P, what you thinking? Who's your first pick for your breakout star 2024? So my first pick, I'm going to go with somebody not local to me necessarily now, or even really when I lived in Nebraska, but um, she has wrestled for Magnum Wrestling, which is, you know, my local promotion that I worked with in Nebraska. And I'm going to have to go with Sierra. She uh, has been killing it in the Midwest. She's based out of Wisconsin. She is a former two-time uh, OVW women's champ. Um, she wrestles frequently in different Chicago promotions and um, recently was on freelance. And her and her uh, partner, Joey Jet Avalon, are building up a feud with GPA and Laney Luck that's going to be really promising. She was also number 96 on the PWI Women's Top 250. And she is um, the Discover Pro Wrestling Champion and the Midwest All-Star Wrestling Women's Champion. 
So I feel like she's done a lot in the Midwest and she's starting to branch out and I can't wait to see her kind of end up more places. And I think this is going to be a year for that. Did she? And she's been pretty um, heavy in AAW too, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big, big in AAW. Yeah. AAW is one of those promotions where it's like, once you're a name there, it feels like a matter of time before you're like seen elsewhere. I feel like AEW is one of those feeder promotions for AEW. I feel like it's one of those like indie promotions that like is a is a fairly good launching pad. Maybe a little less so for like their women's roster, but not really because if you look at the women who come through AEW in the past, like you know five to seven years, like m- most of those names got got over it pr- fairly quickly. Yeah, I think that she's a really strong competitor in the ring. Um, And I just, again, with her kind of getting into more uh, Chicago promotions, I think that once you start getting over there, it is just a matter of time before you kind of start going more places from there. She's pretty good. With um, Lock and um, GPA should be good, too. Um, Hopefully, Lainey isn't out for too long. Is she the current champion for AEW's women's title? Um, I didn't notice that, but let me double check. Because now, yeah, no, I think she is. I'm trying to see who she got it from. She defeated Masha Slamovich in um, October. Oh, okay. For the title. So, yeah, she is AEW women's champion. Yeah, so she's, I mean, she has championships and multiple promotions. Uh, she wrestled for Magnum's championship. Magnum doesn't have a women's championship. And I don't ever recall a woman wrestling for that championship until her. So I think that at least for, you know, in the Midwest and like some of the smaller promotions, she's kind of who is bringing one of the people that's bringing women's wrestling to those smaller promotions. And I think like with her style, I mean, you can, it's believable her wrestling like guys and you know stuff like that oh yeah for sure she's very hard-hitting kind of a powerhouse Mm -hmm. and i just like i said i think that she's gonna have a really good 2024 and i really look forward to it yeah i'm excited for her it feels like a long time coming she's a name that's been you know floating around i think she's like she's not like quite a decade into her career but like close and so it just feels like I feel like for breakthroughs, oftentimes we're talking about wrestlers who've been working for maybe anywhere between like two to four years. But some names just simmer. Some people are just they like they they're working for years. They work in a specific region, and when that regional uh, reach starts to expand, uh, maybe they you know go from Midwest to also like adding like East Coast or like like bordering into the West Coast or like going south. Like the the bigger the regional reach the more they start to like expand their own personal territory, the the more we are hearing their names, seeing them out there, the more like, l- the more likely we're going to like see them more and more often. And for a wrestler like Sierra, it like, feels like it feels like overdue at this point. I, I agree. I think it's, I think now is really her time. So I, my first pick is someone who's like back on that opposite side of the spectrum when it comes to uh, career longevity. Um, I have adored this wrestler since I first saw her about like two years back, probably right at the beginning of her career because she's only been wrestling for like three years. Um, She has done uh, work with uh, Mission Pro Wrestling and a lot of the re- like a lot of the promotions that are out in that end. She works for um, a lot of the like women's only promotions that um, you know work in and around uh, in Texas and in New Mexico. Um, but she has also now done as of summer 2023. She did some time over an ice ribbon. I um, my first pick for a potential breakout 2024 star is Mia Friday. Um, I adore Mia. I think she has a great look, a great feel. I think her gimmick and her just general, like, I just, I just really love her energy. And it I feel like super well to Toshi promotions. So yes. Yeah. She works, she works for 
a lot of crowds, a lot of different demographics. And I feel like she's working an angle that we don't really see that much surprisingly. Um, and she, she like is a very young, like she's a very young woman, very young woman who is wrestling. Um, so she's still at the like very beginning of her career. I believe she started when she was 14. So she is only like 16, 17, like 17 years old now. Um, so like the sky is a limit when it comes to like what she's able to do. But in the short period of time that I've seen her wrestling and caught her matches in the last like year or two in those first couple of years of wrestling, it feels like every couple months I'm seeing her and like, she's getting like, she's vastly improving by like exponentially every, every couple of months. So who knows where she could be by the end of this year. And then that time spending in, in Japan at ice ribbons definitely helping too. Absolutely. I feel like she's just getting all the right influences. I mean, um, being amongst the regular roster of Mission Pro Wrestling really can't hurt. She's working alongside of women who can really like help bolster her and like help build up her her abilities on a regular basis. But then anytime you can do like a tour in Japan, that is a crash course in in wrestling improvement. I mean, you see established stars go over to Japan and come back better wrestlers, let alone someone who's so early on in her career like Mia. Yeah, I think Mia's one of those people that like you immediately see like come out to the ring and like she she has your attention. You know she does. I mean, just you know, the bright colors and the big smiles and everything. And I mean she and she follows that up with being um just amazing in the ring too. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, speaking of just like a little bit of a crossover, Mia was, you know, um it was is scheduled was on that SHA show that we were going to be uh, covering this week. So I'm looking forward to eventually getting to see her on that show. Um, I like seeing her on shows where like there's the potential of her being treated like a more serious wrestler because I believe despite like her sunny gimmick and her shininess and her like Disney Channel star like appeal, uh, I believe that she has the chops to be a like a very serious threat in the ring and it'll be cool to see her grow her promotional reach and grow her gimmick and, and like, you know, grow her presence as a, like a very young wrestler um, in, yeah, as a very young wrestler still in the very beginnings of her career. And I think we saw that progression with Billy. Yes. Precisely. You know, from like the old teenager, you just kind of root for to like the more, more serious style wrestler. Yeah, like, not to put, like, the emphasis on, like, youth or, like, freshness here, but, like, it is always exciting to see a young wrestler start to, like, really gain momentum, like, in their, like, second or third year as they're getting a little bit older and getting closer and closer to the age where they can wrestle in, like, the most amount of places, like we saw with Billy, like we saw with Roxy before she signed. Like, so, yeah, it's just, I'm getting that same kind of charge, and I feel like this is, like, she's 17 now, so, like, she's getting even closer to that age where she'll be legally allowed to wrestle in states like my state. So, like, yeah, uh, it's, maybe 2024 is a little premature, maybe it's going to be 2025, but I just, I feel like by the end of this year, a lot more people are going to be familiar with that name. Cool. All right, John, second pick. Um, My second pick is um, Caitlin Marie. Because hmm. I think she does apps. She's one of the most entertaining people in indie wrestling right now. Um, <laughs> she does amazing promos. Um, as soon as she's coming out to the ring, you're you know either laughing or hating her. Um, and she has um, she has great matches. Um, so I first saw her at GalaxyCon, and um. She was, okay, you guys are more, this is probably like a book reference or something, so let me know. She was Miss Trunchbull? Trunchbull? Yeah. Yeah, from Matilda. Yeah. Okay, okay. (laughs) So she played that character, and um, she had a super fun match against Sue Young, who was Nezuko. And then um, had a triple triple threat match against um, Speedball and um, T.C. Reed, who was playing Eddie Munson. So, um, <laughs> super fun match. Like, that kind of, that was my introduction to um, Kayla Marie, which I think was kind of perfect. 
because she just, she just has like it's like after that I I like asked I think Veda I'm like who is that person you know like I need to see more about this person um so then like when I got home you know I looked her up and stuff but like that was just my perfect introduction to Kayla Marie because she's just so over the top so amazing um just um freaking hilarious and um so I think like her first like bigger match that she's had was her match against Allie Catch at um the big gay Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. I was like, I'm trying to remember where I first maybe not even first saw her, but definitely like first remember seeing her, and that was it. That was the show. Yeah. So they had a super fun match there. Um, and then she had at um at WrestleCon, she wrestled um Killian King, which was really good. Um, and then recently, like this is kind of like what, what we were talking about as like um branching out because you know like she's from you know the southern area, and then she just um debuted at Flitz Creek, and um, but I think she did some matches at um, what's the Limitless's weekend, um. Restable, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I think she did a couple matches up there and then she just had a match at action against um Jim McKenna. Mm-hmm. And then um debuted, Another... up, debuted up here in VXS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, against Delny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was on that she was on that uh last big gay brunch too. She was at the one in Florida in that six way scramble. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So and she think, was a like, standout. Starting to like slowly, um, you know, venture branch out into like different promotions and different areas, and like, um, you know, I think it's like a lot of it's her personality, but she's still very good in the ring. <laughs> um, it, it is those scrambles, especially at an event like the Big A Brunch, like those scramble matches. It can be tough to to really stand out, and she was one of the people, Don. If you remember when we talked about bgb9 like we specifically mentioned her in that match because she like came out with the right amount of energy and like we the never lost that focus never lost that attention on her in that match she didn't win that match but she definitely like stole attention away from everybody else mm-hmm. and not in a bad way you know no, she no, no, no. kind of like kept the, right the energy way. up kept the energy going and yeah. i think that's something that she can definitely do yeah, good good pick. Someone who definitely feels like feels like they're like one big high profile match away from like getting a big break. Mm-hmm. And she's not had any like titles or anything, I don't think, either. And she's been wrestling for a little while now, like five or six years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's mostly been like down south, I think. So um yeah, I um I'm not sure. She's She's been close. I don't don't know. Yeah. um, yeah. All right. Well, someone give Caitlin Murray a belt. A belt for Caitlin Murray in 2024. Val Pancakes, second pick. Yes. I actually almost had Caitlin on my list, and then I I went with somebody else. So um, sort of to kind of come off of that in a way, because my pick, uh, the second pick, was also in that scramble match. Uh, Sigrid, Sigrid, daughter of Tyre. Um, I loved her. I loved her. I think we I, were talking. We, we were talking about that too. We were like, "Who is this person? How do we get to see more of them?" We absolutely were because my exact response was, "I've never seen her, and I need to see her a lot more now." Well, let me tell you what. So, <laughs> I love Secret. I think she's great. She's been wrestling about a year, um, based in the Chattanooga area, trained by Jaden Newman. Um, she wrestles TWE pretty much every show. Uh, she does a lot of like their crash course, which is like the every two week show with kind of more student based. They have other people there too, but it's a lot for those students that are Jaden's student. Jaden's students. Um, she also wrestles, I've seen her at Retinal in Alabama and some other places in the Southeast with being on that 
in that scramble on the big gay brunch, I can see her getting more exposure and going more places. And I can't wait to see, you know, what she does. She has a fully fleshed out character that is kind of different than what you see. Um, kind of sort of in the vein of like maybe Maxine Paler, but not really either. But in that sort of very theatrical kind of, like I said, fully fleshed out character. And I'm excited to see her take it out of the Southeast. Yeah. I, um, you- yeah, I wonder like, um, it's like, it seems like the characters were like in and then like everyone just started wanting like 15 star matches and then, like, I feel like they're going to start coming back in again. Yes, 100% agree. I feel like there is now really room for a lot more character work in, uh, especially in, like, indie wrestling circles. Um, we've seen it to some degree, and we haven't completely lost, like, the attachment to gimmick. But I I definitely agree with you, Don. Like, there. And there still is this like hyper focus on like a work rate and the ability to of a wrestler to like you know sans all bullshit and just like go 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 and that's cool that's great I I can nerd out about work rate and technical prowess and you know et cetera et cetera like but if you're getting a show full of that it, it's kind of boring exactly exactly and like. There should be room in wrestling for all number of different types of wrestlers, including really broad concept or really niche concept gimmicks. And in that like pseudo goth, like uh, monsters and uh, mythical creatures and fantastical realm of wrestling, of which there has been a rich history of characters from, um, I feel like Secret is such a great fit for that. The comparison to Max and the Maxi Impaler might be kind of just convenient because Max is like the most one of the more recent like versions of that gimmick that has gone, you know, fairly high profile. And what they do with it is singular and fantastic. What I like about Secret is that it takes some of the like the same kind of goth like goth and fantastical trappings, the, the like some of the similar aesthetics but in a very different physique in a very different type of wrestler and molded and shaped in a very different um almost folkloric background instead of something more referential to like the mad max series or just or more outwardly like dystopian road warrior-esque like trappings for a secret i feel like it comes from almost like a like a natural spooky place and i i like that aesthetic a lot i love the like skull and the like the like sinewiness of it the like rawness of it and i'm interested to see um how that aesthetic develops too over the next like, year or two because the secret is in the first year of working like is is only like a year into the their career so like awesome fantastic a, a great place to be and a like a really great start so i'm really curious to see where like we go from here and uh, I just double checked her uh, Twitter bio, and she is a Norse goddess, and I yes. that translates very well into her look. I can get that from there. She also um, recently had a uh, match for a women's championship, and while she did not win that match, she and her opponent had the first match between two trans women in North Carolina. And so to be a trans woman in the South wrestling all of these places puts, you know, sort of a new layer to on what she's doing and, and where she can go. Yeah. I, um, I, I think that that there's so much like groundbreakingness there and, um, and doing so with confidence of a wrestler, you know, far more years into their career. So like, Really, really good pick. Someone who left an impact on both me and Don right away from that scramble match. Um, someone who makes a like a impact the, the second you see her. Uh, really excited to see. Hope hopefully would love to see her more in the like same spheres that overlap with Big A Brunch and see her in more and more places out like up here in this region because like if she's working in that's like southern territories she's not that far removed from where we are. So like would love to see her like come up north a bit. The North. The, the North calls you Norse God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I am going to do my second pick. And my second pick is before uh, Dawn takes this one. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm being presumptuous. Dawn, you have so many, so much knowledge, such a wealth of knowledge. You probably have too many picks. Um, my uh, second pick is uh, Gabby Forza, who um, I adore and is a like fairly uh fairly average height powerhouse it women's wrestler in a world where like still not a ton of those on the indie scene so one of the reasons why i feel like this could be gabby's like breakout years i'm seeing her in more and more promotions she's working really steadily like if you check her like instagram every week she's posting like where she's going to be over like over the week and the weekend and oftentimes she's doing more than one show on a day yeah, she's um, doing like three night weekends now <laughs> yeah she's booked she is booked and blessed and uh i think one of the reasons is because she is a very like she she's a great slot filler like she's a fantastic person to have on a card she's a credible wrestler in almost any match that you can put her in being a powerhouse she's a great counterpoint to us like a slider build a more like technical or high-flying like women's wrestler but she's also like a fantastic person for an intergender match she fits into like scramble matches she could be a standout in a multi-man match um she's just all around a really great person to have on a card at this point and her gimmick is adorable and so being both like big muscly and very very cute no you don't it, have too many adorable powerhouses you really don't <laughs> You don't have someone who's playing like cute and almost whimsical, but also like beefy and muscly. It's a really fun and very appealing mix. And maybe I say that because it's like very appealing to me myself, but like, I don't know. I'm starting to see her name more and more. I'm starting to like get hyped for the hype for her. And I know she has been named um, from PWI a like rookie to watch. Um, so like, yeah, this just feels like, she was creator pros rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. There's and it's things like that that are gonna get your like, I don't know. They're just they're gonna get you to the end of the year having you know high profile and having titles and having you know, matches and promotions that you weren't working at the beginning of the year. She's a linebacker for a football team. Mm -hmm. She won a couple championships there. So I mean, yeah, I saw like. Her post online, um, like yesterday, I think after her match, that one of her like people that played against her in football was like in the crowd. And I'm like, that's so cool, you know. That is cool. Also, I mean, she's doing time at um like Wrestling Open. She's had several matches for um Wrestling Open now. So like that feels like a place that like that that promotion, that kind of sub promotion of Beyond, has become kind of like a a landing or launching spot for a lot of names. So yeah, it just, it feels like her extended presence there now is, is a sign of big things to come in the next year. I I agree. And um, she seems like she can really, uh, you mentioned she's a powerhouse and a linebacker. And I feel like every week she's posting uh, some injury that she has sustained <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a black eye most recently. And, you know, she just takes it in stride. I mean, you and... can't work the way that she's been working without, like, having substantial, like, damage done. I mean, she's just, I mean, she's at that point now where she's, like, really working the hustle and, like, good for her. I hope that she stays healthy because as long as she stays healthy, she, like, this could be her big year. But she's got to stay, like, She's got to stay uninjured. She's got to keep working. I mean, yeah, girl definitely works hard. I forget what weekend it was, but she yeah, she lost the tooth in a match, and I think the next day she came back and she was back in the ring. Yeah. Whew. Okay, stay healthy, Gabby Forza, because this is your year. <laughs> All right, Don, give me your third and or give not necessarily last, but give me your third pick for Breakout Star 2024. Uh, my third pick's um, a name everyone's probably going to know, but, I mean, she still needs to break out as a wrestler. Um, and that's Izzy Marino. Um, mm -hmm. You know, definitely best known as, like, the super fan, daily super fan. I think she had a, like, YouTube show and stuff like that. Um, she um, just started this past year, 
and um, she's had really, really good matches in um, Mission Pro um, against um, Jasmine Allure, um Maya World. Um, she had a super great match at um, WrestleCon um, for the championship against Tiffany Nieves. Um, and then she just recently got her first win against Misa Cates. So, I mean, that's some of the top stars in women's wrestling right there that she's gone up against. Um, so then her next match at Mission Pro is going to be against um, J.P. Harlow in a San Antonio Stampede match. Hmm. But Thunder Rosa has not told us what exactly a San Antonio Stampede match is. So I think Thunder Rosa might have something up his sleeve for Izzy. <laughs> I just think it's so great that like she has such a great story and that feels like and, and people are so familiar with her story who are like familiar with her at all and that kind of makes for a great like wrestling like you know from from nothing to someone type but of story I think, I think with her it could you know come off this feeling disingenuous but like whenever you see her whenever you meet her it it definitely seems real. Well, and I think that there's a reason why, like, Thunder Rosa has put an investment in her and, like, given her, like, consistent time in MPW. I mean, if you look at, like, her match listings, like, she's primarily working with MPW, and that's a really wise thing to do. Work with a work with a promotion that's going to take care of you. Work with somebody who's going to be a good mentor for you. Work with other women who are going to be great mentors for you. Um, Run by women, book by women. Exactly. Like, I'm not, you know... Not saying women don't have their faults, but like if you're gonna get your start somewhere, especially if you're gonna be a young, young wrestler, there have other been other young wrestlers, Mia Friday being one of them, that have you know done done years of their their early career at MPW, working amongst like both veterans and other rookies alike, and like that it just feels like they're being you know looked after and nurtured in a way that they might not get elsewhere. Yeah, like some just random indie company, you know, that you go work for is probably not gonna you know, look after you as good as on the beach for a lot of Yeah. And like, you know, that they're getting like trained well, they're getting like the right, they're, they're getting the right instruction. Um, they're getting taken care of in that way too. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm really hoping the best for her. I really, I want people to like, to accept her as a wrestler and not yeah. just as, a, as a novelty. And maybe this is the year where that happens. Maybe that's the, this is like, even if she doesn't like end 2024 with titles and things like that and growing her reach beyond the region she's working in now, like maybe she, like by the end of 2024, her name is understood much more as a wrestler than like, you know, former super fan. Yeah. And I mean, I think she's only 16. So she still has a couple years till like she can work in like a lot of other states or like sign with the company or something like that. And um, I think she could definitely take those years to, like, make herself stand out as a wrestler and not, you know, that little kid or whatever. Yeah, solid, solid pick. And I, yeah, one of those one of those picks where I'm like, I'm not sure it'll be her breakout year, but I'm also, like, definitely rooting for her, like, in any regard. So my final pick, uh, somebody that I've been kind of talking up for really the last year, I saw her... Mania Weekend last year and from Mania Weekend last year to approximately Mania Weekend-ish this year. She's already done a ton. She is picking up a lot of steam, but uh, Brittany Brooks, I love Brittany Brooks. I make this no set. Like, I make no qualms about it. I think she's great. She has become the Dreamwave inaugural women's champion. Um, Dreamwave has decided to build an entire women's promotion to be the sister promotion to Dreamwave. It's called Uprising. Um, they make a point to book women that are, you know, up and coming as well as established talents based out of LaSalle, Illinois, which is a little town <laughs> outside <laughs> of Chicago. Uh, but they draw like crazy. I've been to a couple different shows there. And I'm, you know, excited to see what she does with that title um i didn't i didn't really find out about her till a while after that she was at the mitzvah mania show okay okay oh okay 
and that's where I saw her. And actually, I missed her match uh, because she was doing the pre-show match and, you know, LA traffic being LA traffic. I was a little bit late getting there. But um, I met her then. She was super cool. I started checking her out at that point and just has been following her since then. I've seen her at Dreamwave. And she's she was just on Beyond Today against Janai Kai. Um, she's just, even though she's based out of Phoenix, she's all over the place. And I am super excited to see where she ends up. And I would love to see her get booked on some Mania weekend shows this year and just really get get out there more. I think she's only 20 years old, maybe. She's still young, so the time of time ahead of her. So, Yeah, um, I have a feeling this, I, I have a feeling that this could be a big year for her. Um, by by solely that I'm just, you know, just that general sense of like, I'm seeing her name more. I'm seeing her pop up in places I didn't see her name pop up before. I'm seeing her in like areas and territories and regions where she wasn't working. And that's always a really good sign. I mean, she's she's based out of, where is she primarily based out of? She's based out of Phoenix. Wow. Okay. Arizona, which is. And she's been out, she's been out east a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if she's Dreamwave's champion and they're running in Illinois, if they're running outside of Chicago, yeah, she's doing her, she's doing her, like, her miles there. But that's what you gotta yeah. do, right? Like, you've gotta, like, I see that, like, she's been on Beyond and she's done Wrestling Open. Like, she's been down in um, San Antonio and done MPW. Like, she's, she's in all the places you really want, a, like, a women's wrestler to be at this point she's like what like four years into her career or something like that three or four yeah, years so not like super long she just you know she works hard she's constantly traveling and she is getting picked up by more and more of those like prestige places if that's what you want to look at it like mm-hmm. and i am i'm just excited to see where she ends up at the end of this year yeah yeah, and like she just got, she has such a great look. Like she just feels like someone who like could be a major wrestling star. You know, you look at her and you're like, that she could absolutely get signed and be like, like polished up and like put out there for like a really, really wide audience. Yeah, and she I has love, like the like the built-in like feud at, at Dreamwave is like her and um Zeta because I think it's like the perfect like good girl mean girl mix. Hmm. Well, and that started in Dreamwave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, to see even to extol some of the virtues of Dreamwave, not that not that any promotion is perfect or does everything correctly, but the fact that they have really invested in women's wrestling and, you know, in the Midwest where there's not a lot of that necessarily mm-hmm. um, has been really, at least not a lot of that recently. Um, has been really refreshing since you know a major a, a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. Since, <laughs> you know the the major women's independent or women's promotion kind of. But I think they're is, going a little bit smarter on it. You know, like more focusing on like the younger wrestlers, whereas like Shimmer was like bringing in from people from all over the world. Yeah, they're doing a great job of, you know, bringing in talent, but also focusing on Midwest talent. So it's, I'm excited to see how it how they how they end up. And I know they have an event on April 19th that I'm really excited for. That's awesome. I'm actually i I need to check into this more because it's one of those names that keeps like coming across my radar and like shows, um, and like matches that are on those shows. But like I just have not. Uh, delved in further and so this is giving me all the inspiration i need to like you know actually do so um they're available to stream i'm imagining oh yeah they're on iwtv they actually um do stream live now for the most part oh perfect like they're um they're um like men's promotion or regular promotion or what do you want to call it as really good shows too oh i mean i'm sure the men can do some things <laughs> they can do a, I mean there are you know men can do things too <laughs> it's so cute when they let the men do things and, I mean, their when, hearts. They, when they let that like you know just have a little match a little men's match a little special attraction boys match 
<laughs> Meanwhile, they have like like Mustafa Ali as their champion. We're like, oh, <laughs> well, just to kind of go over, I guess what I'm seeing on just the flyer for their next, it's called Uprising Two, uh, women's show on Friday, April nineteenth. I mean, they have Midwest talents like Maggie Lee. But they also have Janai Kai on here, Zeta Scott, Masha Slamovich, Brittany Brooks, um, Mia Friday's on here. I think uh-huh. Megan Bain's on this flyer. Oh man, uh, Billy okay. Starks. Like they do really bring in a good mix versus also having some Midwest talent, and it's kind of interesting to see a promotion do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm interested in the mix that they're that they're working from here. So. And yeah, my, my girl's on there, so I got to I gotta tune in. <laughs> well, my final pick um, is actually someone who uh, fits really nicely into your last pick, Dawn, um, because my pick, and this almost feels like a cheat because, like, she is out there and, like, she's maybe even including her kind of isn't fair because she is, like, a, on WOW, but not under her, like, regular performing name, so... Yeah, um, but my pick is someone I've loved for a while now, uh, Jasmine Allure. And uh, fittingly enough, when Izzy had her like debut match, she had it with Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. I think Jasmine was really like starting to get her character going at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she had just lost the um, just lost the title match, and then that was like whenever she went after um, Izzy and attacked her. Um, so, um, yeah, she's really done, um, some, like, good, like, character work there. Yeah. She is, um, she is on WoW as Jennifer Flores. Um, not a whole lot I of... didn't know she was on WoW. Uh-huh. There's, like, so many names that come up, and I'm like, I didn't know they were on WoW. Like, Killa Kate. Like, I didn't know for a while. Yeah, she's, um, she's Jennifer Flores on WoW, and um, she's not one of the bigger people on WoW. Like, she doesn't have any major, as far as I remember and, and have, scanning the list, like, she doesn't have any major wins. She's kind of a jobber on WoW. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, she's getting steady work that way. But, like, otherwise, she's just one of those women who I'm like, every once in a while this happens, like, with a, with a woman on the indies where I'm like, I'm like, why aren't you a star yet? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe simply the answer is like, she's still pretty early in her career. She's only like four or five years in. Um, that's not that long. Um, but that being said, I think she has like limitless potential. I think she, uh, has a great look. I think she's a great wrestler, like, d- like just in the ring, pure, pure in the ring ability, unquestionable, uh, trained really well. But, but also I just think that she does great character work. And I think that part of the thing that like proved that when people started like, giving her extra attention was they saw her work with Izzy. And it's like, it's hard to come off charismatic as a heel when you're going after a child. Right. <laughs> but like, I found myself rooting for Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> so because I just, I kind of love of like, like fuck the kids. Kids. <laughs> like fuck them kids. Like, fuck the I really, bracelets. Like, I really appreciated that about her, like, take on it. Like, she didn't sugarcoat it. She was real good about, like, just making herself, like, like I'm a veteran. I'm an adult. You're a child. Fuck you. <laughs> and um, I think one of the reasons why this is also kind of a gimme pick is, like, she is popping up in dark matches and things like that for, like, ROH and AEW. Um, she had, like, in addition to WoW, like, she is doing, like, like sub-television level work at that point like at that level. So like, it feels like that's real close to being, you know, and I think she, and I think because of like, she's getting that because she's, she's a good worker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She, you know, she is going to make her opponents look good. Yeah. I mean, you can put her in a dark match. You can put her in the zero hour for ROH's final battle against Taya and Taya can defeat her like handily, but still, you're going to get like a five minute match out of that and it's still going to look good. Like Taya's going to look like she actually wrestled somebody instead of just like kicking someone's ass. And Jasmine's got the ability to like to look good at look good, even if she is jobbing to a bigger star. And she can make you eat her or, or feel bad for her, you know? Yes, absolutely. I think that she will be a really, really great addition to a women's roster of for like a larger promotion um, who needs someone who can kind of play a sympathetic heel 
mm-hmm. someone who can like be a charismatic heel, someone who can like be one of those heels who is right. They're just not good about how they go about proving that they're right. Um, I I just I think she has such good character potential in addition to her like very, very solid in-ring work. And given the fact that her name is just popping up a little bit more here and there than it was a year ago and a year before that, I just get the sense my like women's wrestling spidey sense is tingling. And I'm like, Jasmine's gonna have a year. Like it's gotta be. It's gotta be happening. The Thunder Rosa connection too with MPW with all of her work with MPW can't hurt. I think Thunder Rosa's been really good about bringing along a lot of the women that have been working MPW and getting them shots for like television appearances or at least dark matches with AEW, et cetera. So like, I just hope that that transforms or that that turns into something bigger for Jasmine. And even, um, you know, I don't necessarily know if it's going to be getting bigger on the end. I think it definitely could be, you know, like going to NXT or going to ring of honor more or something like that. She, I mean, like, if you look at the people that she has worked with on a regular, these are people who now regularly appear for ROH. These are people like Marin, like Miranda Alizé. Um, and like, it, it makes total sense that she might be the next person who would like get that opportunity to be a regular, like regularly appearing in ROH as, as part of their women's roster. And ROH has been doing really great things with their women's wrestling in the last several months. So it would be really cool to see Jasmine get to be a part of that. Cause I think that she would have a good place there. And I don't know which one of the ROH people are signed or which people are just, like, I kind of think like Lady Frost is probably signed at this point, but like, I don't know if there was ever an announcement. You know? <laughs> I don't know that anyone gets signed to ROH. I think that they like do time in ROH mm-hmm. and elsewhere until it's like, they're all elite. And then like, then they're still in ROH. Did Billy get an announcement? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm all, yeah. I'm ninety nine percent sure that she did, and and Queen Aminata just did. Queen, so yeah, like, Queen did. Yeah. Okay. And and Queen did, and like, and she is in ROH, like at least right mm-hmm. now. Like, I mean, maybe doing the occasional one off match in AEW for one of the millions of shows they have at this point, but like, primarily we're going to see her in ROH because she's in that tournament, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I just, you know, with all of this good, like, women's wrestling that's happening over there, and the fact that it's kind of nebulous as far as who's getting signed or not, like, it makes sense if Jasmine were to pop up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yep, so, that's my last pick. Um, so, hopefully, everyone's been, everyone listening at home has been writing these names down, putting them on your little bingo card for the year. Who knows? You know, April's coming up. We're going to see a ton of shows. We'll start talking about that very soon. We're going to see a ton of shows happening in the Philadelphia and New Jersey areas um, over WrestleMania weekend, or as I've been calling it, big Philly wrestling weekend, because I don't want to give WrestleMania all the credit. Um, And in the midst of like a hundred shows happening, you're going to see a lot of names that you already know pop up. I encourage you to pay attention to the names that you're not that familiar with because the name you don't know today is the name that's everywhere tomorrow. And these names that we've all talked about, these wrestlers that we've talked about today, um, I guarantee you at least half of them are going to be names that are going to be like highly mentioned by the end of the year. So just keep track of that. All right, Don, Val, yep. always oh. lovely. Always lovely to talk to you both. Lovely Anytime. to talk to you. We'll all be hanging out in Philadelphia over WrestleMania weekend, right? I got I got New Jersey next weekend. Oh, that's right. Don's already road tripping. He's like, fuck April. I'm already on the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I so, yeah. am excited to finally meet you two. Yes. I know in person. Are you gonna be did you get like collective package tickets or are you going to be like just floating? I, myself, um, I have tickets to Big A Brunch. I have tickets to For the Culture. Um, I have tickets to a couple of the IWTV shows. I'll probably be spending a little bit more time at the H2O Center. But who knows where I'll end up and what I'll be doing. Um, In past years, I've scheduled myself, like, every day, sun up to sundown and beyond. Mm -hmm. And this year, I'm kind of taking it more uh, casually. And we'll just see where I end up and who I end up seeing. Because and... then if I have a schedule, I get stressed. 
I like to have a schedule because it keeps me from getting stressed out and like trying to mm-hmm. figure out what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but this year I'm gonna try something different and see what happens. We got I, Lucy Goosey Bow Pancakes. I know. I need to have kind of a hybrid. I need to have a schedule, but then I need to give myself permission to not follow it when I don't feel like it. And so you like, know the thing I always forget to put in my schedule? What? Eating? Eating. Same. <laughs> I was telling my friend, I was like, if I get one meal in, I'm usually pretty good. Otherwise, it's like, I think I have goldfish crackers in my purse. <laughs> my meal is usually like hot dog from the concession stand. <laughs> I will not be doing this to myself because I forget to eat too much in my regular day-to-day life that like it is far too tempting to be like overscheduled to the point where like I go through an entire two days without eating an actual meal. So Don, we are traveling together. I am not going to let this happen to us um, because I will also just get super cranky and nobody wants that. Do they just have like random cheesecake um, parts around the city? Cheese steak or cheesecake? I heard both. All of the above, I prefer. <laughs> Look, if you if you follow me on Twitter as Governor Little Cheesecake and you want to approach me with free cheesecake throughout uh, Philadelphia Big Wrestling Weekend, feel free. <laughs> although I may have you take a bite of it first so that I know that it's not drugs. <laughs> Fair. I also love that you're calling it Philadelphia Big Wrestling Weekend because it makes me feel like we're those like bad companies that can't say the Super Bowl, so you have to call it like uh-huh. the big game, um, and that makes <laughs> me feel good. Yeah, like I just, the t-shirts I you buy like outside the football stadium that are like Pittsburgh football team. Yes. <laughs> I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about, think about any of that stuff. So instead, no. Big Philly Wrestling Weekend 2024. <laughs> Indie Mania, baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Philly Mania. <laughs> Dawn, about aside from Philadelphia in April, where can uh, nice folks who don't want to harass you in person uh, find you on the internet and be nice to you? I'm at Dawn Hollowell one on Twitter. Um, I'm at not that Dawn on Instagram, and um, every Tuesday you can check pwponderings.com. I'll have all of the highlights. Um, and results and news from women's wrestling there for you. Excellent. And Val P, where can people find you? I am Val Pancakes on Twitter. I am Val.Pancakes on Instagram. Uh, you can search on social media for Val Pancakes. I will probably be the only one that pops up. I'm a big fat chick. I got blue hair. Um, that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm that chick with the pink hair on Twitter uh, at Forge PGH, or you can search for Governor a Little Cheesecake. Um, and of course, you can find Grit and Glitter on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. And you can always even email us if you feel like going retro uh, at Grit Glitter Podcast at Gmail. Um, we have a Patreon. We are working on our next episode of Women's Wrestling Entertainment. If you listen to last week's Grit and Glitter, where we did our condensed a little clip notes version of our first several episodes of our history series, tracing the history of women in the WWE. If you listen to last week's uh, condensed episode, you'll, you got a taste of what we covered, but it was just a taste uh, because we go so, so, so much more in depth, hardly does incredible amounts of research and does it. And on top of everything packages up in a wonderfully edited um, episodes that we post for our Patreon followers at the $5 level. So if you give us five bucks a month, you get those free podcasts in addition to old episodes of Grit and Glitter that are in the archives. You get um, access to all of our old uh, Talking Honor, our old our ROH podcast, as well as other freebies. It's really worth it. And reminder, when you give us your money, when you give us your $5 a month or $10 a month or whatever you want to give us a month, we turn around and give it to great promotions. Uh, we, we are currently uh, sponsoring the next upcoming Wrestlers Lab show. We'll be, we've sponsored Enjoy Wrestling. We've sponsored, uh, oh my gosh, so many different promotions. It's hard to keep track of. We've sponsored out on the West Coast. We've sponsored the Midwest. We've sponsored in the South. We sponsor everywhere. And we want to keep doing that and help 
helping others make the wrestling that we know that you love. So you give us your money and we give it to them. It's a win, 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 win. And who doesn't love that in life? Next week, we'll be talking about my favorite thing to complain about, AEW and their women's wrestling as we cover the women's action of AEW Revolution. Um, I mean, we'll get Tony Storm at least, right? More Tony Storm? Fantastic. Tony Storm and Deanna? There, there are other matches that just Tony and Deanna. So far, I think it's only Tony and Deanna announced as of this recording on Sunday night, February 25th. Um, perhaps that'll be different by the time you hear this, dear listeners, and I hope it is. Until then, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>